Hey everybody, it's Todd Dills, your host for this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast for January 7th, 2022. First podcast of the year, and like so many this season, I've been a bit under the weather this week. So here's a formal apology for the condition of my voice. Thankfully though, you won't have to hear it much on this week's podcast, given we're going to let the music do most of the talking. Likewise, a conversation recorded just before Christmas, well before whatever crud I'm dealing with now did a number on my vocal pipes too. We're going to run through my Overdrive colleague, Long Haul Paul Marhofer's new record, released late last year, Corn Belt Cafe. It's a veritable journey of a record recorded almost entirely in live takes in studio with a principal partner in Michael Ronstadt on the cello. Here's a bit of a sample of the kind of earthy feel the pair were able to evoke on it, among its many attributes. features contributions from songwriters other than Paul, too, as you'll hear in our conversation about a couple of those, plus co-writes with trucking fellow travelers Ken Shoestring Waugh, who sadly passed away last year, as well as Alabama-based J.D. Haynes. All in all, I feel like Corn Belt Cafe is something of a first for Marhofer in that the record and its 12 tracks have a cohesiveness that's maybe less apparent on some of his prior efforts. Throwbacks, say, to an era in which the album was the ultimate product for any musical act. You won't get to do it here, but Cornbelt Cafe, for my money, might best be heard straight through, start to finish. Find an embed of the record in the post that houses this podcast at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. When we talked, Marhofer was fresh off of a trip to the main headquarters of the annual Reefs Across America operation and his involvement this year was as entertainment for the legions of OTR operators donating their time to the nationwide delivery of wreaths placed on the graves of veterans. It's a mammoth operation. Marhofer was there in uh, the state of Maine the weekend ahead of the principal wreath-laying event for, for, for Friday and Saturday performances with Michael Ronstadt and Marhofer's wife, Denise, in tow. And well, let's say it left a big impression. Uh, it just amazed me the level of commitment that these companies uh, had for their veterans. Uh, Tyson, Tyson fed everyone there, Todd. It's just unbelievable. They had a, a cooking team 
as pr comprised of drivers and their wives. So for for that week that the drivers were coming in and loading, uh, they were Tyson was providing food um, for all those drivers and those their cooking team. They were just some great guys who had driven for Tyson a long time. I think most of them were veterans. And uh, I, I did not uh, serve in the armed forces. I I came of age in 1978. And but even you know whether you served or not, I do think I do see merit in um, you know, uh, honoring uh, the sacrifice that sure. people made to secure this country. And um, and uh, so <clears throat> yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful a wonderful time. Uh, Don Queenie was great. He was the um, kind of the point man for the transportation side of Reeves Across America. And it's an interesting thing that that organization started because this wreath company in Columbia Falls, Maine, run by a gentleman by the name of Moral Wooster, they had um, several extra wreaths, and they got a hold of Arlington Cemetery and asked. So, uh, may we donate these to your cemetery? And then a, um, I didn't know how much uh, a product of the digital age reads across America really is. There was a, it snowed one of those years, and um, this picture of these wreaths on these on these tombstones in Arlington in the snow just exploded. And that's how this organization grew. It grew yeah. from a viral photograph and all these wonderful volunteers that have now they're up to 3.5 million wreaths. Yeah, and going to like world. three three thousand some odd uh, uh, locations that are basically veteran cemeteries all across the country. It's it's wild. Yep, the country and and the world and at sea, uh, they actually you know. I think they, they even go as far as Normandy, places like that. If you've never been a part of it, search Reefs Across America at overdriveonline.com for more of the effort's long history, including a close look this year at a wreath-laying event far from the main one at Arlington National Cemetery, way out in California's San Joaquin Valley. Okay, we're going to dive into Marhofer's new record, Corn Belt Cafe, just after this brief message from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. So keep tuned. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Uh, I thought it was the late 70s when we did the recording back. The more I think about it, it was the early 80s. I, I was at a place in southern Illinois, down in the flatlands of Illinois. And I think the name of the restaurant was the Cornwell Cafe. Like, you know, Norman Rockwell, uh, Middle America. And I, it was Labor Day. I know it was Labor Day. I was working... And uh, I 
think I was in a straight truck then. And uh, I stood on the, um, you know, right in front of the counter, there was like a warm spot in the linoleum. And like standing in the blackness of that warm spot in the linoleum. And it was a wonderful meal. And I just, uh, it was just like like one of these moments when you're supply, surprised by a sense of, of bliss. And uh, I felt like that, Standing on that worn-out hole, I was like, I was—I had entered the portal of some some oneness, and, and that's something you don't go around and talk about when you're a straight truck driver from Indiana, because people might accuse you of being an English major or possibly a Democrat. So <laughs> I, I just kept kept to myself for many years, and uh, there was such a. You know, the, these old cafes, they were really like matriarchal institutions. They were, you know, usually like there, were, there would be some middle-aged woman holding court and, um, and there a lot of banter and back and forth. And, and uh, so I was taking Denise to one such place and bragging about it. And, and we got there and it was abandoned and dilapidated. And, uh, and so the, the album sort of became an elegy to those sort of places because, you know, you have, um, and, and I, maybe, uh, maybe what sort of, uh, propelled my, you know, my sense of there is a sadness in this album, but just the agency to stop when you want to stop. I almost wonder if those places, if that was the final death knell, like people can't stop like they used to stop. People can't linger and talk like they used to. It's probably the domain of, of old men to, to wish things were, to, to, to maintain that things were better now, or better then than they are now. I, I will argue, I will contest that some things were simply were better. Um, like, for example, the dial radio. Um, I mean, the, the old school AM, FM uh, dial radio. I. It was never improved upon. Now you've got all these these buttons and gadgets, and and you just there's nothing like just di- turning a dial to the station you want. Right. And uh, but anyways, I'm rambling. <laughs> I wrote this song in 1978, and it never went longer than a minute. Train runners, farm hands. And the mothers of old men Hold on your coffee For oh half a day See one thing's for sure You're us and we're them Life wears like the linoleum Of this cornbell cafe Life wears like the linoleum of this Cornbell Cafe. But it's, it's sort of an elegy, an elegy to a sort of place that no longer exists. Right. And I mean, that kind of it brings to my mind what I what I kind of feel like is the, 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 the quintessential, it might be my favorite song on this, uh, on this record, but Alice, I think, is kind of the quintessential uh, evocation of that theme too, uh, which is uh, the song uh, Chevrolet Jesus. You know, Chevrolet Jesus 
is um, I was first introduced to that song by a, a Muscle Shoals songwriter. It's, it's, that is not an original song, but it, right. it seemed to fit so well within that scene. Right. And the gentleman that uh, wrote that song, a guy by the name of John Crossland, who builds motors for Toyota in Huntsville, Alabama, and he's an unbelievable songwriter, but he just he doesn't want anything to do with going out there and pushing his stuff. He only sang that song one time in public and um, uh, and, and in Huntsville at a bar, and a drunk lady asked if he was some sort of communist. And um, and he never <laughs> sang it again publicly. So it's it's almost like I, I feel I felt an obligation to that song because it really, I mean, when you think about the toll that a Gold Star family must go through, and the character in this song, he lost his son in, in the Middle East, uh, he lost his job to China. I mean, that guy's out there, Todd, and now he's working in a diner. Um, He's out there. I guarantee you he's out there. When I was much younger I dreamed like thunder I wore my heart on the sleeve of my shirt I met Mary Weston down in Preston she waited my table Boys, I fell in love I was just 19 When I bought her that wedding ring We said all about In her daddy's church By day I turned hand tools By night I took trade school Twenty-five years I had union scale work And I used to have faith In a Chevrolet Jesus An American promise As big as the sky And I worked all those years What I got, I got on it I was red, white, and blue it's a fourth of July. It's a guy looking back on what was and, and the way he used to feel about things and think about things. And and there is that there's that kind of that same sense of like, I don't know, certainly a feeling better in a pre, in a previous age uh, when you, you know, you used to believe certain things and, and used to feel feel like everything was going to be okay and ultimately it turns out not to be so but I, i'm glad you like that song um it's um i'm i'm working we're going to try to get a video out on there because you know the, the the problem with the way we've been rewired um we 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 hardly will nobody just listens to an album anymore you you've got to see the videos but uh and uh, so we're hoping to give that song some video support uh, going forward. Um, but I, yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're, you, you nailed something that I did not previously think of. Uh, the, the song does, or the maybe the album does. There is like a fundamental shift 
and, and the way we see the world after something like that happens, after what that character went through in that song. And maybe we're all dealing with this, where there was just there certain things we took for granted that just are no more. And um, as I say these things, I, I realize that um, some, somebody sort of challenged me a, a while ago. Well, it was Jimmy Mack. Um, I've got an, a sort of a, a song, which is an elegy to the all night radio format that we're coming out on our next album. I, I think he said um, maybe maybe it's just a can't, I can't I don't know if I can get the quote quite right, but he said maybe that's just a, a way of, of expressing regret that we're no longer young. A newborn baby was a star of my crown. I named him Carver. After my father To the old man to Jenkins He bought the whole house around Taught him to stand tall How to play baseball That their chapter lesson From the old book of John He had a smile like his mother He was a good man to others Oh, I will raise him all proud, my American son. And I used to have faith in a Chevrolet Jesus, an American promise as big as the sky. And I done all that work. When I got, I got on it. I was red, white, and blue. But, but when I, you know, when you look at how, how rare sound once was, um, um, and, and some of these all-night jocks like Dave Nemo, they were they were curators. They were actually, you know, musicologists in their own sense of this subgenre of trucking music, and they were bringing out these rare cuts of music, and and somehow the. You know, just the availability of the songs that the digital age gave us um, and another a whole other host of factors sort of made that the relevance of that format go by the wayside but it was um, it was very communal and uh, yeah. in, in a sense and um, there's something about the communal aspect of those old cafes that has also gone by the wayside and then it's then it's so that yeah what you're left with circling back to Chevrolet Jesus is that character who's you know he's just trying to get through the day uh, regret that one is no longer young anymore I mean that I mean that's an interesting way of of looking at a good bit of the of some of the stuff on this record it makes me immediately think of uh of your um a 10 minute uh 10 minute uh song <laughs> with uh, <laughs> that tells a, a story that probably uh you know is, is you know as, as long as that sounds it's quite quite a tale uh, a familiar story to me because i think a good bit of this story in different form of course and more true to some of the facts of of uh something that is in your past for sure um 
are told here, but there's a there's quite a lot of that sort of sentiment in there. The song's called Greenstein. of what their potential radio readiness would be. Uh, we've right. got this, this format. Uh, the digital age has really kind of turned that whole paradigm on its head. And um, and so I, I don't know. You know, we were just noodling around. Uh, and um, so, yeah, we, we mixed a, a spoken word narrative with a song, and the song went 10 minutes. Still going back and forth with CD Baby, they, they they tried to put the song up and they only got like three minutes and 40 seconds of it up. We released it as a single and I don't think they've taken it down yet, but you totally broke the, uh, the architecture of, uh, of the system by trying, <laughs> trying to release a 10 minute single. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ha actually had to pay extra, um, oh, okay, to register yeah. that one. Wow. Uh, 10 minutes is the cutoff. Um, but I mean, when you look at Hoss did, our, our former colleague, and mixing mixing these interviews and spoken word narratives uh, with a song and his podcast, uh, Forever is a Long Time. I really think um, um, since we're no longer uh, bound to a 90-minute to a, a CD, um, I, I mean, there's only so much time you can put. And since radio... Is sadly losing in its relevance. Um, you know, that's the the idea is how how do we get on? We're not trying to get on the radio. We're trying to get on the truck driver's phone, and whoever else will listen. Right. And if that gives them something nice to listen to while they're going down the road, um, then then we have, uh, maybe 
quite a lot of that kind of storytelling over over a song in this uh, and I, I think you were telling me that uh, all this was done kind of live even even including the vocals yeah well i think michael's idea is he he wanted he wanted these to all be what they call live recordings in in the sense that we just build out the song and then uh, as opposed to building a song which which uh, you know that's Probably the more modern technique of recording is to build the song where you lay down a rhythm track and then you overdub the vocals onto an existing track. That's, um, in, in essence, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't want to um, disparage that um, that means of recording because lots of good records have been cut that way, but. Michael wanted these uh, songs to be just us just belting them out. And, you know, I mean, uh, there are blemishes in these songs, which I hear. Um, and um, I, I don't know, you know, it's, I guess it's very high minded to say, well, that's just part of the art. But um, uh, people seem to like the, the album, the, the, the people that listen seem to like the album um it's it's not you know i i don't i i think it it, it held held up to what we were trying to do which was to, to sort of have a certain uh cohesiveness uh, a certain central idea to this batch of songs and um so it's on to the on to the next project there's a certain uh, i mean there's a quality to the the recording possibly has something to do with the fact that it's all uh all, all like live take but um and it, it yeah when you describe the uh 
the sense of standing in that worn out spot in the cafe like uh, i can kind of hear that on this record right like just the quality of the earthy quality of the, of the recording and just yeah i just it, it it sort of sounds like that right like it sounds like that uh, that like idea yeah. he was doing that deal Out on some back road, calling out for Lucille. Till she burned out the bearings of your own driving wheel. Now the queen of the back road, going back to Mobile. Does anybody know the name of this town? Anybody know the name of this town? I said no, no, uh, I, I, I've been the guy on the radio before um, asking does anybody know the name of this town? I mean, long before GPS, um, you know, sometimes you would just run and, and, and keep going until you couldn't go anymore and burrow into some spot somewhere. Like, yeah, as a regular route carrier, that's you know, sort of like that, that gypsy trucker guy just wanting to know what to put in his logbook. I, I was reading or listening. I wasn't reading. I was listening to the Odyssey back then when I uh, wrote that song. I, I probably, I might listen to the Odyssey on my, I'm on my way to Utah. Um, we made one of these uh, Faustian bargains with dispatch. Uh, I'll work Christmas if you can get me home for New Year's so I can see my dad because he's not doing well. And uh, <clears throat> when I get to Utah, sometimes I like to listen to the Odyssey on a LibriVox, which is all free audiobooks. But there's this part where uh, Ulysses, he keeps washing up here and there, and, uh, and and he would always inquire, anybody, do you know the name of this place? Because he, he didn't know. And, uh, and he, he encounters a couple of nice young ladies, and he told them, uh, he told them, heaven has made my way hard. That's something Ulysses said in the odyssey right um and uh, like not knowing where you are eventually life gets hard you know i mean he kept washing up here and there and you know life had gotten hard for him and um i, I don't know uh and i i had um uh, i just finished reading this new york times piece about this 62 year old woman who wanted to hike the appalachian trail from the bottom to the top, and she was she was doing it with a, another lady. The lady got sick and had to go off the trail, so she decided to go solo, and she got lost. Uh, and and she she got off the trail, and they found her like a mile from the trail, uh, dead of starvation, and her camp was in perfect order, with detailed instructions to her husband on how to care for the cat. And uh, and that that's what was, I I don't know that's what was kind of going through my head when I wrote that song, 
and and then I was I was on the e-log uh, guinea pig program, and my e-log froze up, and I had become dependent on the GPS. And I got on the CB radio. I saw some trucks going by, and asked those guys if they knew where I was. <laughs> and they all spoke a different they all spoke a different language, and they were all on a different channel. Heaven has made my way hard. Heaven has made my way hard. Leave my beer to the beggar. Leave my port to the bar. Heaven has made my way hard. So lay right that alone, I should die. You know, it kind of it kind of comes out uh, to a little bright spot in the end, um, which I, I love the song of uh, I think it's the I think it's, I think it's the final song on the record, final full song anyway. Um, and it's here comes that rainbow again. Yeah, Bill Weaver. Somehow, every now and then, Bill Weaver and I we we just fall into this artistic uh, creative wave and he called me one day and asked if I would put this song on our upcoming album and and that's a Chris Christopherson song that he no. you know based on uh, based on a scene from the Grapes of Wrath and, and there again yeah that that's why we wanted it to be the 12th I think it was the 12th song um, the last song before the outro yeah. It does sort of resolve itself. It's, I guess the 11th song. So in other words, it's it's sort of you know life is dark, but hopefully there's there's a matriarch somewhere waiting to cut you a break. And um, um, yeah, that's kind of why we put that there. Uh, it's because you've got all this darkness bookended by uh, Sela. Uh, the one waitress, and uh, and and at the end of this journey of dark songs, you've got this waitress giving these oaky children candy at at a lower a lower price than they really were. Which I, that's a wonderful song. Uh, Christopherson did it. Johnny Cash did it. Um, and so it was really kind of a cool thing. Uh, when when Bill Reaver asked if he could sponsor that song um it was like the perfect i, I thought it laid in there pretty well at, at least you know thematically the scene was a small roadside cafe the waitress was sweeping the floor two truck drivers drinking their coffee kids by the door How much are them candies they asked her How much have you got she replied We've only a penny between us Them's two for a penny she lied And the daylight grew heavy with thunder Smell of the rain on the wheel Ain't that just like a hill 
that rainbow Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer, Paul Moorhofer, who you heard today, Overdrive News Editor, Matt Cole, Social Media Coordinator, Holly Young, and Executive Editor, Alex Lockie. You can find more music from Paul Marhofer on all the streaming services or via longhaulpaulmusic.com. Till next time, keep it pro out there. She called, hey, you left too much money. So what's it to you, everybody? And the daylight grew heavy with thunder. That just like you Here come that rainbow again Yeah, and the daylight grew heavy with thunder the smell of the rain on the wind Ain't that just like you Here come that rainbow